Nate, we've got a few things to, to pray for this morning and a few people to pray for, and um, we'll do that at the end. I just want to speak a few things. Obviously, uh, Susan, the boys aren't here. A couple of them aren't well today. They're still not well. I'm asking my, um, my wonderful in-laws because they're fantastic. But two of them are here. Okay, I've got, I do have kids here. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> You should, okay, we're going to talk about parenting this morning and always knowing what your children are up to and uh, whether. <laughs> no, no, if I uh, get, say some weird stuff this morning, I've been up all night and it's not just preparing the sermon for once, it's uh, Josh has had croup overnight and, and obviously newborn baby added into that mix and so hopefully Susie's getting some rest this morning and I hope that, but we've been having a wonderful time praying this week and absolutely, I, I really enjoy when we get together and, and, and pray, I just love hanging out with people and praying. Um, few things, you hear God, which is wonderful. <laughs> That's just the best thing ever. And then the, the other thing is I, I get the privilege of actually seeing what's inside other people and, and seeing what's inside them for the kingdom of God. And it's just a, a wonderful privilege and, and joy. But as, as we went through the week, it was like each day God gave us something else to pray about and pray over. And I just want to give special attention to that today because I believe God wants to just release some things in our, in our midst and in our family here and, and break some things off and deliver us from some things, um, individuals and maybe corporately and bits and pieces like that. But I just want to speak into some stuff as we get in there and, and start out in James 1, 6 and 7. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. You know, it was a little town and, and they had no, had no pubs, had no liquor barns, had no Coles liquor outlet or anything like that in there. And all of a sudden this nightclub opened up on the corner. And so the church got together and started holding 24-7 prayer meetings about this and, and asking God to strike this place down with lightning and burn it to the ground. And after two weeks of operation, the nightclub was struck by lightning and burnt to the ground. Anyway, the nightclub owner had caught wind about what the church was praying about, and all, these, all the congregation was there gathered, and so he decided, well, this, this isn't really good for business. So he sued them and um, hired a lawyer and, and took them to court and got a lawyer there and was saying, claiming that, well, they were praying against my business, asking God to burn it to the ground. It's their fault my business burnt down. And so the Church hired a lawyer and started to argue back, well, it's not our fault um, that your place burnt down. It's, it's not our fault that that happened. And, and eventually the judge made a judgment and said, well, what my understanding here is that the nightclub owner believes in the power of prayer and the church doesn't believe in the power of prayer. Whose fault it is, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think this, this verse in James, we could probably turn it around a little bit and um, speak it in the positive like this. When you ask, you must believe, not doubt. Then you should... Oh, we've got to get the, I didn't get rid of the word not there, did I? Then you should expect to receive anything from the Lord. When you ask, you must believe, not doubt. Then you should expect to receive from the Lord. I want to talk this morning on, on this thing of great expectations. Great expectations. You know, sometimes we get surprised when God rocks up. Sometimes we get surprised when all of a sudden God answers the thing we've been praying for. We've been believing and, and praying and asking God to turn up or heal or deliver or, or come through or break through in us. And then all of a sudden, God, that actually happened. And we get surprised. And I remember when I, I first 
had a, a prayer meeting to run, and um, I was 17, and, and I got left one of the prayer meetings around here to run, and, and I remember that morning, I'd been, and God had been teaching me just on his presence and connected, so the prayer meeting started at 7, so I got here at 5, and, and just started believing, asking, God, would you show up? Would you just do something this morning? Would you touch people in, in, in this prayer meeting? And I just started believing for, for God to actually do something, and, and Anyway, and then the other two people who were meeting with me, I, I love small beginnings. Um, first meeting I ran had three people, fantastic. And, and, and God, all of a sudden we started praying and I laid hands on one person, they fell down and I laid hands on the other person, they started laughing and fell down. And then there was just me left praying. And I stood there absolutely stunned that God turned up. And God did something even though I believed for it. But then something else happened because then after that I just expected when I lay hands on people, God should rock up. And, and things should start happening. And I want to talk this morning on that. Why would we be surprised when God does things? Why would we be surprised for miracles? It's almost like sometimes when we speak about what we're believing for and what we've got faith for, people think we're mad, even within the church. Sometimes we go, I can't believe for that. No, that's just out there. You can't, you can't. And we get treated like madmen and, and mad people and, and but there's something about expectation. Josiah had his birthday a couple of weeks back, and, and Rem's got his birthday coming soon. And, and I, I don't know in your household if it's like mine, but my kids just seem to talk about birthday. The month and a half, two months, three months leading up to it, they're just, just excited. They're going, this is the cake I want to have. And, and, and then the day, when it eventually comes there, I've been hearing it all through, this is what's going to happen. Then the day arrives, and they're up at 4 a.m. jumping on you in bed. Come on, get up. I want to, I want to, they're just expected to get out and see what hall they get in their presence. Oh, I'm expecting they've been giving you the list for months. This is what I want. This is what I, and um, there's it, just that sense of excitement and expectation about it. And, and, Really, this is what we need to have when we pray. This is what James is saying when we pray. To expect with that excitement, like when we're a child waking up on Christmas morning, that this day is just going to be magic. Now, expectation, the state of looking forward to an event as about to happen. The prospect of anything good to come. Looking forward to something, regarding it as very likely to happen. Another word for it is hope. Um, you know, uh, expectations and attitude. It's an attitude. And we know that where our attitude is dep- determines our altitude, and where the altitude is determines our atmosphere. Expectation is one of those things that creates an atmosphere for miracles. Without expectation, there's no hope for miracles. Without expectation, there's no hope for God to actually come through and, and do something amazing. It's, it's been said that it is the breeding ground for miracles. See, expectation and faith, they're, they're close but not the same. I mentioned a word for expectation is hope. Three things remain, faith, hope, and love. See, faith and hope, they're, they're similar but they're, they're not quite the same. Faith and expectation, they're, they're very close but not quite the same. Many believe, many believe in God. Many believe in God that God loves. Many believe the word when it says that Jesus was bruised for our iniquities, that he was pierced for our transgressions, that he was striped for our sickness. By stripes we are healed. Many believe that. We know in James it says, well, demons believe and they tremble. Believing's not enough. 
Many believe in the fact that God is a healer. But when they're sick or anyone around them sick, don't actually expect that it's going to outwork in the lives around them. Sometimes we believe in the word and we, we have faith in the word, but we don't just expect. And, and it's one of those things. Demons believe and they tremble. You know, when we want, when people pray for us and when we want someone praying for us, we don't want just someone that's believing, do we? We don't want just someone that believes that God might heal. When we're praying, we're looking for someone. I've got an issue right now. I want someone laying hands on me that is expecting that God's going to turn up. That's why Jesus said that a prophet's got no honor in his, in his own home. Because we know each other really well. When someone comes in from the outside and they speak a word of faith, you're going, oh, they just expect every time. And we don't see them at home and the doubt's in their heads, but we know each other a bit. And, and, but it's those things, oh, they've got faith for it and they're expecting God to come through in my life. That's what we want. There was a young man who, who went up to a, a palm reader and um, don't, okay, I'm talking about this as an illustration, it's a story, okay, I'm not um, promoting occult practices. Please, please. Um, anyway, there's a young man that went up to a palm reader and, and had his palm read, and she, she looks at it and said, oh, I see in your life that you're going you're gonna to be very poor and miserable. Very poor and miserable, until you're 41. He went, oh, that's terrible. Oh, until I'm 41. Hang on. Oh, that, that's, that's neat. So what you mean when I turn 42, I'm all of a sudden going to get given great wealth? No. No, you're going to be poor and miserable till you're 41, and then when you turn 42, you're just going to put up with it, and you're just going to be poor. You know, sometimes we, we go through things in life, and we, we deal with the issues in life, and, and we struggle with things, and we get miserable about them, but all of a sudden, we just become content. And just accept and go, this is just my lot. I'm just going to accept what it is. I'm just going to, or the word is settle. I'm going to settle in that place. And we don't expect God, because if we don't expect God, he won't. We don't expect God, he won't. You can have faith without expectation, but you can't have expectation without faith. Faith's based on God's revealing. We know faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God hearing the rhema, the spoken word of God, what he speaks in your spirit. It could come from a miracle, observing from someone. It could come from reading the word. It could come from hearing about something. It could come all of a sudden you're just walking along the street and God drops something into your spirit and faith is there. And then, But he doesn't want you just to believe he can. He wants you to believe that he will. He wants you to believe that he will. The first thing I want to mention today and the first thing I want to say is, if it didn't happen yesterday, expect it today didn't happen yesterday. Expect it today. Acts 3, we get this neat little story, which we know well, but I just want to read. And There was a man who was lame from birth, and he was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them, give me some money. He was a teenager. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and Peter said, look at us. I love his response. So the man gave them his attention. He had faith. He gave them his attention. I love this word, expecting to get something from them. See, he, he, had, he had faith to give attention, but then he expected something to give them. I, I, I learned something that apparently there's this custom in, in, in Jewish culture called zedakah. 
And um, it's an obligation, a high obligation to give to the poor. That actually, this is one of the greatest acts you do. And if, if you don't do this, essentially, you're treated as an idolater. It's as bad as going and worshipping other gods if you don't actually give to those who are poor and in need. So this, this man was begging, expecting that those came past would fulfill their Jewish obligation to him. However, that faith and that expectation that something was going to happen actually created a, an atmosphere for miracles. And we know the answer. Silver and gold have I none. Such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. All of a sudden, an expectation. You know, this man, he, he hadn't had that issue from one day. It wasn't the first day he had asked about it. A man who was lame from birth. A man who was lame from birth. You know, often if we've got a long-term issue in our lives, Often we can get discouraged. We've been praying, we've been believing, been asking God for breakthrough, and then all of a sudden it just gets to one day and just, ah, it's just not going to happen. We get disheartened and we lose faith. I want to say this, if long-term issues, expect it today. If it didn't happen yesterday, expect it today. God wants to come through. I, I remember just seeing different situations in my life and seeing people that have been believing or believing for years on, on, on different things. And all of a sudden, I felt like God was saying, you know what, if only they believe me for one more year. If only they believe me for one more month. Just one more week. One more day. If they had just kept praying for one more day, the miracle was coming. You know, when we've been believing and praying, when we've been pressing in, every day you're a day closer to your breakthrough. Every day you're a day closer to your breakthrough. But we want to believe that it happens today. There was a, there was a man and he, he got saved in his 20s and um, he, he had five friends. And so he started asking God for their salvation and he, he started believing for them. And in a, a month later, he, his name was George, he saw one of his mates saved. Within the next two years, two more of them were saved. It took another 25 years for number four 52 years later, the week after his funeral, the fifth man gave his life to Jesus. If it didn't happen yesterday, believe for it today. You know, it's one of those things, Jehoaz, Elisha came to him and said, grab your bow, shoot the arrow out the window. And he did, and he goes, no, no issue doing that one. We know arrows are meant to fly. And then he said to him, grab the arrows and hit the ground. And Jehoaz Oh, yeah, okay. Arrows aren't made for the ground. That's not where I'm meant to do them. They're just going to get blunt. And so he hit the ground three times. And Elisha, if only you'd hit the ground five or six times. If only two more times. You're going to defeat the Amorites three times. But after that, they're going to, they're going to come back on top of you. If only you did it two more times. If only you listened to that voice and you kept going and kept believing and kept following the instruction that God gave you, you would have wiped them out, and you would have wiped that problem out totally from your life. You know, sometimes we see that, don't we? We believe. We ask God, and we see the breakthrough, and we get there, and we go, believe, and see the breakthrough. Believe, see the breakthrough. But the issue keeps sort of trying to knock back in on us. And we get disheartened and give up. If it didn't happen yesterday, believe for it today. Believe for it today. Of this verse in Psalm 42. Oh, my soul. There's meant to be an L after that U, because I don't know what a so is like that. 
and we're not talking about a pig. Um, that'd be a sow anyway. Oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. Soul, don't be discouraged. You haven't seen it yet, but don't be discouraged. Expect God to come through. The second one's this. Expect miracles whenever God's in the room. Whenever God's in the room, expect miracles. There was a woman. She had an, she had an issue. She had an issue. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. And because of that, her whole social life was, was destroyed. She, she wasn't able to hang out with friends. She wasn't able to be with her husband. She wasn't just able to get, just get connection. People couldn't touch her. She, she wasn't able to receive love or comfort. She had an issue. And Jesus rocked into town. And everyone pushed around him. Everyone wanted to be with Jesus. Everyone wanted to be near him. But this one lady, she recognized something. Jesus was in town. And she knew the word of God. The word of God says that there is healing in his wings. And she said to herself, if only I can touch the wings of his garment, the hem of his garment, the wing of his garment, I'm going to get healed. There's a whole bunch of people there that believed Jesus could heal. He was in the room that day. She pressed through, and, and probably I've, I've been at entrances to like concerts. Um, I've been at those closed doors waiting to get in, and that scrum happens, and I can imagine that's what was happening around Jesus. It's just like this throng of people just pushing around, trying to get near him, like Justin Bieber fans running around and going, and it's almost like she would have to get crawling underneath and get under them and crawl through their legs and try and push through, but she expected something. And touched his garment. Expect a miracle. The Bible says where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. Whenever you come to church, whenever you come to church, God's here. We're gathered in his name. Do you expect that miracles are going to happen when we get together? Or Let's be honest. Sometimes we just get in the habit of going to church. We just get in the habit of rocking up, getting up in the morning, getting on some clothes, trying to avoid the fact that we've been arguing in the morning and, and, or tired from the night before, and, and we just rock up, go through the actions, because oh, I want to see some friends, and um, I've got some okay coffee there, and, and, and just, we'll just hang out, and we get into the motions of church. But I want to say this, do we, do we expect, I remember um, talking to one of, our, one of our youth at one point, and around year 10, they got just a bit discouraged coming to youth. They just got bored of it. And oh, I've been going to youth for, for three years now. I'm just getting a bit bored of it. And um, love, I love father's wisdom. I was saying this to their dad, and dad looked at them and said, well, why are you going? What do you mean, dad? Well, are you going to what you get out of it, or are you going for what you can put in? And so all of a sudden, they changed their attitude. Within a month, they were just loving the place again. Because they were going seeing, how can I create culture? How can I see heaven? Who can I bless? You know, when you come, expect God to do something amazing in your life. Whenever you're here, whenever we gather together, whenever you're with two or three believers, expect God to do something awesome in life, but also expect God to do something awesome through you. Come carrying a blessing. Come asking God for a word. Come being a blessing to somebody else. I, I love church. I love being a blessing to it. Number three is this, expect today. Expectation is a, day, is, is a today thing. See, we need faith for expectation. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about 
we, what we do not see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come near him must believe God exists and that he will reward those who sincerely seek him. Now faith. Now faith. You know, some people carry a later faith. I'm going to ask God for this, and it might happen later. But God's not asking for a later faith. He's asking for a now faith. I believe it's going to happen now. It's something that can happen today. It's something that can happen today. Our God is a suddenly God. Our God's a suddenly God. When Hezekiah became king, the first day of his reign, he decided, I'm going to get the temple back in order. They were worshipping all sorts of things in the temple. They were just sitting there watching Netflix instead of doing church. And um, so he decided, I'm going to get rid of the TVs and, and cut the internet connection and, and um, cleaned out the place. And all of a sudden, you get to the end of um, 2 Chronicles 30, and it says, they praised God because he had suddenly restored this place. It happened quicker. He thought it was going to take a long time. But we have a God of the suddenly. We've got a God who wants to do miracles now. You don't have to wait till later. We've got a God who wants to act now. Faith is now. Now faith. Lazarus was dead. Lazarus was dead. Mary and Martha were upset and sent to Jesus. And um, being Jesus, decided to wait a couple of days instead of coming straight away. And he rocks up, and, and I love this. And, and Jesus looked, looked at Martha, and he said this to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha, with faith, made a statement, yes, he will rise. When everyone rises in that last day, I know my brother loved you and that he'll be caught up to glory and he'll be there in heaven with you. Yes, we'll get an eventual breakthrough. And Jesus looked at her and said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Today is the miracle, not tomorrow. Today's the miracle. Today's the day to believe. God's wanting to move in your life today. He's wanting to move through you today. You know, when we were praying at the end of the week, this, God gave me this scripture, and um, this is really where this has all come from this morning. 2 Corinthians 6.1, As God's co-workers, Paul urges the Corinthians, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Obviously, what would that look like? He goes on, for he says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day and the time of his favor. Now is the day of salvation. When we're acting in vain, we're, we're forgetting that the fact that God wants to move today. He wants to do something amazing in your world Today, he wants to set you free today. God heals today. Now is the day of healing. Now is the day of deliverance. Now is the day of restored relationship. Now is the day of breakthrough. Now is the day of finance. Now is the day of prosperity. Now is the day of of release from oppression. Now is the day of wisdom. Now is the day of knowledge. Now is the day of breakthrough in your world. You know, last week we, we sort of had a perfect illustration of it. It was, it was really neat, uh, baptizing a whole bunch of people. And then I think we ended with Margie. Pretty sure we, like Margie was the last one we, we baptized. Everyone was really obedient. They went down underwater and got back up, went down underwater and got back up. Margie came last week, and uh, I don't remember if you, you heard her say this, but she said, why are you getting baptized? 
I just know today God wants to just move in my life. Today's my day. Today's my day. She came with this massive expectation for God just to move in her world. And so anyway, we're over here, and, and she kneels down, and, and, and all of a sudden, we just play, lay hands on her. She's pretty much, I had to pick her back up out of the water. <laughs> the presence of God's all over her, and she just didn't want to get back up. She was down under there. And then all of a sudden, we ask, have you been baptized in the Spirit? Do you pray in tongues? No? Okay. I love when it, people make it easy. I love it when I don't have to use my faith because they're using their own. It's really neat. And so she just stood there. We placed a hand on her. I don't even think we said anything. And all of a sudden, she just starts going off. And God just, because she expected. Today is my day. Today is something. We need to put demands on the kingdom of God. We need to put demands on the anointing that's around us. And I know that sounds like a weird thing. But that's what God wants. We're his children. And he wants us to call on the kingdom today. Today. One more verse for you, and then I want to pray for some things. There is surely a future hope for you. Your expectation shall not be cut off. Those things that you're expecting in faith, that expectation you've placed on the faith of the things God's told you, surely, it will not be cut off. God won't cut that thing off. He will fulfill, and his promise is to expect. We've got a few things here to pray for. I mentioned through the week that, um, actually, Chris, why don't you come and play some stuff? And let's get some worship music as, we, as, we, um, as we're praying. And, and Tuesday we came, we're praying, and, and just praying for families. End up just praying for strength in families. And it's interesting because each day I find out more people that have got issues in the area that um, feel God wanted to say deliverance in. And so this morning I, I want to pray for families. Uh, on Wednesday we felt people, God saying that he, he just wants to deliver from oppression. He wants to deliver from demonic forces. He wants to deliver from addiction. I want to pray for that this morning. I want to pray for healing. came through the last two days. Short-term, long-term healing was the thing we felt Friday that thing where you didn't, God hasn't acted yesterday, believe for it today. Believe for it today. And um, so let's do that. Let's just do that in order. You know, I, I just believe God wants to act this morning. I just believe God wants to act this morning. I, I, I have full faith and an expectation. God doesn't say this stuff without wanting to do something about it. And so this morning, maybe you're here and, and you've got, there's been some struggles in family relations, I don't know where or what, and um, don't want to know unless you need someone to talk to about that. And then please, my door's open, I'd love to chat to you about that. But I love the fact that God can do it in one moment more than we could do in 10 years of counselling. I love the fact God can do it more in one minute than he can do through just 10 years of surgery. God can do more in one moment than you can through 10 years of financial guidance. God wants to move. And so just ask, be bold. If you've got some things this morning in family, and just like when you're saying that there's something going on inside, you're going, yeah, that's me, I just need prayer for that. Why don't you just stand where you are, and um, we just want to pray with you. If there's some things that you just need, um, maybe relationships, maybe it's extended family or, or, or beyond, I just invite you just to 
just to stand with, with where you are in that. And we just want to pray for you um, because there's some people in here that have an expectation for God to move. There's people in here that, that just expect God to do things. And I expect God to do things this morning. And um, yeah, this is one of those things. This is safe. We don't need to be embarrassed about saying, yeah, I've got some things that I need God to move in. Um, I, I'll, I'll take a notepad soon and write all your names down so I can judge you later on in the week. And, and um, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Come on. Love God. And say... So, Come on, now you're here, you might have some people standing around you, and you, if you've got an expectation for God to do something, why don't you go lay hands on someone and pray for them and, and pray with them what's going around? I can't lay hands on everyone here, and if we do, we'll be here till midday. And um, that's okay, I'm happy to do that, but I'm also hungry. We can be honest, can't we? Come on, let's just lay hands on some people around you if you're sitting down. Just, just let's believe together. This is an active church. <laughs> I'm glad there's faith in this place this morning. Believe the word when he says that God's heart is to restore families, that he is the God of restoration, that he is the God of families. Father, we just come this morning and we are just, oh, Lord, we just thank you that your heartbeat is families. Those those shapes take all shapes and sizes, Lord. There's no box of two parents and 2.3 children. Lord, we just thank you that families look all different and, and all sorts of things. And, and Lord, we just need you. Lord, the enemy's been attacking us. The enemy's been trying to destroy relationships and bring us down. And so right now, we just declare in the name of Jesus, no more. No more. We just ask for your love. We just ask for compassion. We ask for affection in families. Lord, that there would be love, love like you love. Lord, and we just release the kingdom of God. We just release the kingdom of God just to bring healing right now. Just to bring healing, Lord. To bring restoration, Lord. We call loved ones home in Jesus' name. We call children and parents and aunties and uncles and grandchildren to the, into the kingdom in Jesus' name. You know, if while you're praying for people, if you get a word for them, make sure you share that with them as well. Make sure you tell them about that. Make sure you tell them about that. Finish up on the the prayer that you're on at the moment, and um, let's take a moment. Now, this one I understand the potential embarrassment about. I just felt God saying He wants to deliver. You know, sometimes we get caught in all sorts of sin. Sometimes we get caught in all sorts of patterns, or or just habitual. Sometimes, and I'm not just saying sin on this one. I'm saying sometimes there's things. If there is a pattern of illness or sickness in your life. There was one story about a, a young girl, and in the family, she broke her leg eight times. Broke her leg eight times. Doctors healing until they actually cut off the demonic influence that had come in because they'd gone to Fiji and participated in worship at a temple and taken home an idol from there and cut that off. Then all of a sudden, no more leg breaks. 
You know, if there's something that has, and you just look at your family and, and, and there's just, you know, this isn't normal. I want to I pray for you right now. If, if you're in your life and there's been something that you've, you've, you just feel like you can't break free from it. There's these patterns like Paul praying, I just do all those stuff that I don't want to do and I just feel like I can't get free from it. If that's you, if, if that describes anything in your world, I just ask, be bold for a moment. I just believe God wants to just release you from it. Again, I'm not taking a notebook and, and, and passing it around because this is a safe place and I just want to believe for healing and freedom in your world. Um, if you're bold enough this morning, won't you stand? I just want to believe for you on those things. I understand this is one of those, oh, do I call for this? Thank you. Thank you. Um, but this is a safe place. This is a safe place. Come on, church. Let's just, lift, let's just release faith. Let's just join in faith. Uh, Paul says to, to stand together in faith, that to raise up a shield of faith, and it'll stop the enemy's arrows. Sometimes people don't have the faith for themselves, and we need to lift up the faith for them. And we need to join faith together. Come on, let's just stand. If you've got a faith of expectancy to see addictions broken and, and bondages broken and curses broken this morning, why don't you find someone to lay hands on them and we we'll just reach out towards them and come on. Still around. Amen. 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 Father, we just release right now your kingdom. And in Jesus' name, we just declare no more devil. We just cut off right now those things that the enemy has stirred up, those, those roots that the enemy has placed in and, and dragged in and, and put around them. And in Jesus' name, we just say no more enemy. We cut off those curses in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just break addiction in Jesus' name and we just release the Holy Spirit right now. Jesus, we just ask that you would baptize and fill these people with your spirit, with your presence as we just cut off those places that the enemy has got inside. We cut off the curses. We cut off curses from generations, back 10 generations in the name of Jesus. And we just draw a line in the sand that from this generation, no more. No more. And Lord, we just thank you that we walk in a blessing that goes down a thousand generations. Lord, and we just accept that and walk in that. And so in the name of Jesus, we just say addiction, habit, we cut you off and you have no power in Jesus' name. Generational curses, we just cut you off in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, if they are things that you, that, you, um, that you struggle with, I encourage you to go hang out at healing rooms with, um, with the guys there. They just have a great ministry of just really seeing what God's doing and breaking off specific things within that. Again, if you've got words for people and, and things like that, or if you feel there's more needed in your, in your life for prayer for that, I encourage you to be free. God wants us to be free. Last thing I want to pray for is healing. We're um, praying for a few things in this place. Um, praying for April, who has epilepsy and a severe reaction, possible severe reaction to a flu vaccine, is in, in an induced coma um, at the moment, praying for, oh, praying for Glenn for a job. That family, we just add that prayer to the family list and we'll pray for that now as well. Um, and a lot of you know, know Sharon, um, Sharon Jarrett. Um, she, she runs a little possum shop down there, a member of our church. Uh, she's in, in the cardiac ward at the moment down at um, Gold Coast. 
um, had some surgery through the week and has reacted to medication. Her heartbeat has dropped down very low. Um, they've stopped giving her pain medication for the, the operation uh, because, of, um, because of the reaction to the heart and not, not one of the things. She's been dropping under 35 beats a minute. Still conscious, still, still there, but, but dealing with the pain. Um, pain has reduced since midnight, praise God, um, which, is, which is wonderful. So she's able to bear because she hasn't been able to have pain medication since yesterday morning. And so with that, but we, we still, we're needing a miracle there. Um, then the big miracle in that place. So if you're here this morning, I just want to believe for healing. Uh, so, um, maybe you've got someone in your world or yourself that you just need, need healing for. Um, at least Tice is down sick in bed, rolling around and absolutely frustrated that she <laughs> um, can't serve in the way that she just loves serving and, and, and worship. Um, we're praying for Lisa this morning. So if you, you need a physical healing or someone in your world needs a physical healing, why don't you stand to your feet? We just want to... Um, Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you've got an expectation this morning just to see that delivered and healed, yeah, we're praying. Get up, Helen, come on. <laughs> you can sit down if you want. If, if, if it's too painful to stand, sit down and we'll, we'll um, pray for you there. Father, we just thank you that you are a God. Lord, it is by your stripes we are made well. Lord, we, we bring those that we've just listed and all the names and, and situations here. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. That name which is higher than every other name, we just cut off those sicknesses in Jesus' name. Oh, we just cast them out in the name of Jesus. And we just speak your kingdom and we just release your wholeness of your kingdom. We just release health and healing in this place. Lord, we just release the kingdom of God over every situation and everybody. Healing, wholeness in Jesus' name. Wholeness in Jesus' name. Lord, we speak to those cells that are dead for life. We just release life in cells that are dead. Let's just keep praying. Let's just believe. If someone's been praying for you and there's something that you haven't been able to do um, because of sickness or movement or, or pain in your body, why don't you just test it out? Let's have an expectation that God's going to do something. Why don't you try something that you haven't been able to do? Maybe it's a back problem. You need to try touch your toes or something like that. If you're like me, you can't do that anyway. Um, maybe it's hop around or run around. But if let's, let's expect and do something. We're just going to worship. And um, let's just keep praying for people if that's what you're doing or, or worship and join together and just putting our attention on Jesus for a moment.